is the Jew that I have found hallelujah 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 she said he is my rock my sword and my shield somebody ought to be praising God this morning he is the will in the middle of the will I don't know about you but he truly truly I want to praise his name this morning if you came to worship God this morning just raise your hand and praise him this morning oh yeah 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 all week long he kept us all week long let's praise God this morning oh hallelujah they tell me hallelujah is the highest praise y'all just give him that hallelujah this morning oh yeah y'all oh I'm back y'all I'm back 100% God is good amen 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 family and friends. I am so glad to see the praise flowing the way it is this morning. And we're going to keep this thing going throughout the day, y'all. This whole day. Because you, you, what you need to know, y'all, is a church is a hospital. It's a spiritual hospital. And if y'all like me, you sin sick. <laughs> and you need to bring that thing in here and get it treated. <laughs> so I'm here to get my treatment today. But what but one thing about a treatment, y'all, it works better when you participate. So we're going to keep this thing going. I'm going to start off with a prayer, then I'm going to try my best to lead y'all in another song. If it's God's will, we're going to keep this, we're going to keep this excitement throughout the day. If y'all will bow your heads with me, please. Dear God in heaven, here we are. We are gathered here for you to heal us once again. All week long, Lord, we've been out there struggling and fighting and riding around, Lord, and wallowing in sin, some of us, most of us, if not all of us. And God, if we come here to put it all at the foot of the cross, Lord, we don't want to do wrong, but circumstances push us to do wrong. We are governed down here by sin right now, Lord. You have put your Holy Spirit inside each one of us to guide us through this minefield of sin. And we're grateful for that, Father. Thank you for bringing us through last week's minefield. Thank you for preparing us for next week's minefield. We know you are God of all places, Lord. You are yesterday, today, and tomorrow. We're so grateful that you are here with us right now. Let your spirit fill this room. govern the way this worship service is going to go. We praise you, Lord. We're grateful for you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. There's some among us right now, Lord, that's not feeling as best they, as they want to. There's some right now, Lord, that are grieving about something. There's some like right now, Lord, that are going through something, Lord. I'm asking you right now to heal, help, redeem us. Thank you, God, for what you're doing. Now bless each and every member in their place today, Lord. Bless each and every guest in their place today, Lord. Bless each and every person who thought it not robbery to come down here today to praise your holy name. Heal us, Father. Thank you for all you're doing, done, and going to do. Praising your holy name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church announcements. 
Our condolences are extended to the Washington family on the passing of artist Washington Jr. and Timothy Washington. The viewing will be Friday, August 25th from 5 to 7 p.m. at Alexander Funeral Home, located at 620 Avenue T Northeast in Winter Haven. Funeral services will be Saturday, August 26th at 11 o'clock a.m. at Orange Street Church of Christ, located at 310 Orange Street in Arvindale. Please remember the Washington family in prayer during this most difficult time. Happy birthday to those celebrating during the month of August. Tithes and offering can be mailed to Good Hope Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 233, Bartow, Florida, 33831, or placed in the collection boxes in the rear of the church. Please be mindful of our weekly activities. Find us on Facebook at My Good Hope MBC or YouTube at Good Hope Livestream. A schedule of our weekly activities can be picked up in the front of the church. Welcome to Good Hope. If you are visiting Good Hope, we would like to take this opportunity to welcome you to our service. We are so happy you are here. Let us give God glory and honor for the opportunity that he has given us to be here today to share his word and Christian love. Again, you are welcome. This concludes the announcement. Amen, amen. Good morning, Good Hope. The psalmist said, O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms, for the Lord is the great God. God, our Heavenly Father, you are not only the great God, you are the only God. There are no other gods than you. And so, Father, we come rejoicing that we are able to come and that we worship and we serve the true and the living God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords today. Father, may your Holy Spirit feel welcome in this place. Welcome not only in this place, but Lord, welcome in our hearts and lives today. May your Holy Spirit search us deeply today. And if there be anything that is unlike you within our lives, oh God, we pray that you would point it out to us. We may confess it, we may repent of it, we may lay it at the foot of the cross before we leave this place because we want to be your holy and blameless children. We love you today, Jesus. We love you. Thank you for loving us first. We pray all these things in the powerful name of our Lord and Savior. And God's people together said, Amen and Amen. All right, everybody. Now, I just got done um, following Sister Williams. Uh, this, this is going to be a hard act to follow, but I want, I want you to know I ain't scared. <laughs> name if y'all do the same for me as you did with her because like i told you earlier this this thing requires participation we, we didn't come to see somebody else worship we came to worship so we go, we're gonna do a song called glory to his name i i know y'all know it if y'all don't say nothing else just say glory to his name when it's time to say it all right oh yeah come on put your hands together there you go Right. Woo. 
fountain so rich and sweet glory to his name amen amen our scripture today is found in the book of second kings second kings verses five nine through 14, 2 Kings 5, 9 through 14. Then Naaman went with his horses and chariot, and he stood at the door of Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times. And your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. Yes. But Naaman became furious and went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself, he surely will come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and... Heal the leprosy. Are not the Abana and the Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all of the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in a rage. And his servants came near and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you have done it? How much more then when he says to you, Wash and be clean. And so he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child. And he was clean. The Lord bless you. The Lord bless his word. Amen. Amen. And amen.
the song said I will never know the cost of my sins upon that cross because I did not have to pay the price for my sins here I am to worship here I am to bow down she said you're all together the word lovely you're all together wonderful Father God in the name of Jesus Lord we come before your throne of grace this morning Father worshiping you in spirit and in truth Father we want to just say thank you if you don't do another thing for us you've already done enough for the simple fact that you got us up this morning in our right mind with the use of all of our extremities father we just say thank you this morning father it wasn't that we was so good last night wasn't so that we was just so perfect yesterday simply your grace and your mercy so we say thank you this morning we say thank you father we're reminded in your word that paul says in philippians 4 and 6 do not be anxious about anything but in everything by prayer we bring these prayers to you this morning as i look out among the congregation i see deacon and sister showers here this morning we shout hallelujah to your name this morning you are a prayer answering god so we say thank you Father, there are those who are sick among us. Uh, there are those who are struggling physically, mentally, and psychologically, Father. We plead the blood of Jesus over them right now, Father. Father, you are a healer, Lord, and we just say, heal, Lord, heal. Father, there are some that are struggling right now, Father, uh, struggling with some past issues and some uh, past sins. But, Father, we're reminded in the song that your son Jesus paid the price so we thank you this morning lord we come before you lifting up all of those that are in the hospital right now father father we just ask father you don't even need to go by just say it father and it will be done heal lord heal in the name of jesus your word says where two or three are gathered we're gathered this morning as a congregation trust and believe in that you're God and God all by yourself you truly are the Alpha and Omega Lord nothing begins and truly nothing ends until you say so we pray right now for those who are sick we pray for those who may be struggling financially heal them right now in the name of Jesus father we pray for the people over in Maui over in Hawaii lost everything father all material stuff but they still have their life and we thank you lord father we just pray right now for the washington family lord just continue to keep that family close lord as they uh as they grieve the loss not of uh, one son but two sons lord we just pray we just pray over them right now father give them that strength Give them that peace that Paul said, that peace that surpasses all understanding. We don't know, Father, but you do. 
and we trust you father we pray for those father who are finding themselves in dark places and tight spaces of life dealing with the issues of life and don't know where to turn father father but we tell them to just look up to heaven for you are that light father in the midst of their darkness father we pray right now in the name of Jesus Father, I pray over the man of God who's going to bring the word of God to the people of God. Your anointing is already all over him, Lord. Speak to him and through him that he may deliver this message just as you have given it to him. We only ask, Father, that those who are in attendance will just open up their hearts and their minds and receive this message. We love you, Lord. We love you. We rebuke the devil in the name of Jesus. We know he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But we stand as a family of God that says, Satan, get thee behind me. We refuse to allow you to have our families. We rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for what you've already done. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Father, we praise you in the middle of the storms. For you are right there with us. Now, Father, as we prepare to hear the word, we just ask, Father, that you would just continue to take over this service. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, and amen. Well, let the church say amen. Father, again, we want to thank you for the privilege of worship. We want to give your name, glory, and honor, and praise for the people who thought enough of you to come out to worship today or either to tune in to worship. Now, God, we pray as we come to bring your word to your people that you will be glorified and your people would be blessed. In the wonderful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. It's preaching time. Let the church say amen, amen. All right, once again to our text that Pastor Williams so beautifully read. 2 Kings chapter 5, just a couple verses. Verses 13 and 14. And his servants came near and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? How much more then will... When he says to you, wash and be clean. And so he went, dipped, he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child. He was clean. I want to preach from this subject today with the help of the Holy Spirit. I solicit your prayers. What Naaman needed. All right. All right. Would you say that with me? What, what name I needed? And so if somebody asks you this week, what did the preacher preach about? Just don't tell him it was good. It was off the chain. Give them some content. Give them something that they will be able to sink their teeth into. You'll say he preached about what Naaman needed. This story of Naaman is a story of one of the most remarkable miracles in the Bible. Naaman was 
a general. Some of you have military backgrounds and you know what that means. He was a general in the army of Syria. The king thought very highly of Naaman. The Bible says that the king even paid him honor, paid him tribute. Naaman was a great and powerful leader. The scripture says that the God had given him many victories for the king of Syria. And this king was very grateful that he had a servant like Naaman. The thing about Naaman, though, is that Naaman had leprosy. Naaman was a sick man. He had leadership abilities. He was a powerful soldier. And this form of leprosy obviously did not debilitate him like other forms of leprosy have known to have done, been known to have done, because he was still active. But yet he had this dreaded disease, this incurable disease of leprosy. Well, on a raid, one of the raids, the Syrian soldiers had gone out and they raided Israel and they captured this little slave girl. Now, this little slave girl worked for Naaman's wife. She was her maidservant, if you will. And so this little slave girl obviously loved Naaman and obviously loved Miss Naaman particularly. And she said to Miss Naaman, now, if, if my master would only go over to Israel... And see the man of God over there that he would be healed. But he got to go to Israel. He got to go over there. He got to see a real man of God. Right, right. He can't stay around here. You know, he can't stay around here and worship these false gods and expect to get healed. He can't hang over here and go to the temple over here. Where people worship even unknown God. Gods that have eyes can't see. God that have ears can't hear. Gods that cannot even help themselves. If he want a real God. If he want a real man of God. He don't need to be hanging around here. He needs to go to Israel. And I assure you. If he goes to Israel. And see the man of God over there. He will be healed. And so Naaman uh, takes this little girl at her word, and, and she, now she's a slave. Get this. Right, right. She has, she, she, in that society, she has two strikes against her. Number one, she's a slave. Right, right, all right. Number two, she's a girl. But yet Naaman valued this slave girl. Right. Trying to tell you that we, we, we need to value people even if society thinks they are nothing. All people of God have some value. And so Naaman, Naaman went to the king and he said, now this little girl told me about this man of God in Israel. If I go over there, get healed. So the king said, by all means, Naaman, go. And he gave Naaman a letter to take to the king of Israel. And the letter says, I, in essence, I, when Naaman comes home, I want him healed. And so the king of Israel tore his clothes and he was saying, this man is trying to pick a fight with me. But Elijah, the prophet, got the word. He said, king, don't worry about it. Right, right. King, don't worry. Just send, send him to me and I'll handle it. Right, right. And so here comes Naaman in all his regalia. He's a well-decorated general. He has all of his troops around him. He rose up to 
the prophet's house. Right, right. And Elijah doesn't even come out the house. <laughs> come on, Pastor. He sends his servant out. Right, right. To tell Naaman what he needs to do. And the servant said, now, Naaman, this is what you need to do. If you want to be healed, you got to go over, wash yourself in the Jordan River. You be healed. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, you go not wash yourself over. Dip seven times, you will be healed. And so now Naaman is furious. Now the reason Naaman is furious is that he is a very prideful and arrogant man. Naaman is not accustomed to taking orders. He's accustomed to giving orders. You ever met anybody like that? People who are not accustomed to taking orders. They are accustomed to giving orders. They're not accustomed to people telling them what to do. They are accustomed to telling other people what to do. And so when they can't tell people what to do, they get angry. Uh-huh. They get furious, and that's what happened to Naaman. He, 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 he was furious. And he said, I said to myself, see, he's talking to himself now. He will surely come out to me, wave his hands over me. Call on his God and I will be here. Now again, Naaman is full of himself. The boy is thinking the thing is all about him. Right, right, right. He's thinking, listen, I'm over here. I'm in my uniform. I'm all of that. You come out and you speak to me. You wave your hand over me and then you heal me in front of everybody. And then that just shows my men how worthy I am. Even over here in Israel, I'm trekking, I'm trekking from Syria to Israel, but I'm telling you, I still got power. I still got control. I'm still in charge. So he's angry because the man of God did not even come out of the house. Verse 11 says he became furious and went away. Now. This text teaches us to be careful about talking to yourself <laughs> All right. when you're angry. Let me go ahead and finish it. Okay. 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 <laughs> talking to yourself when you're angry. Because he said, he said, indeed, I said to myself, he will surely come out to me. Now, let's park here for a minute because because. We need to be careful about talking to ourselves when we are angry. Because where there is anger, where there is fury, there is a tendency to say things to ourselves that are neither helpful or healthy. Am I right about it? When we are angry, there's a tendency for us to do negative self-talk. To say things that are not helpful nor healthy. In fact, when we are angry, we can talk ourselves into doing about anything. Or saying anything. There's a boldness. There's a boldness that goes along with anger. 
It's like alcohol. People drink alcohol, you know. They and somehow or another is is they get pulled. They they say stuff that they wouldn't say otherwise. And so and so here it is. There 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 is some some danger in negative self talk. In fact, what we talk to ourselves about while we're angry has a way of making matters worse. Can I get a witness? On this past Friday in our one year reading through the Bible, and I want y'all to keep it up because, you know, we're, we, as a church family, this is our fourth year. We're, we're going through the Bible, the one year Bible, every day, got small groups. And, and, and this past week, those of you who have been reading your one year Bible, read in the book of Esther about Xerxes, King Xerxes, right? Mm -hmm. I, I mean, King Xerxes. And, and, so, and so he got angry. He got angry with his queen. Vasty. Some folks say vast have Vasty. And, and so he sent for her and, and he wanted her to wear her crown because he and the boys were drunk. They had a party. They had a celebration. Right, right. And, and he wanted to show off her beauty. He wanted to post. He wanted everybody to see what he had. And, and so their imaginations could, could run wild. And so she, he said, go tell her to come just wear a crown. That's how I say I ain't coming. No, I'm not coming. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not stooping to that level. I'm not degrading myself. I'm not coming and watch your drunken buddies gawk over me. I'm not fixing to do that. So he was angry, the Bible says. He, he was angry uh, because she would not come right she would not come and so and so in his anger oh boy talked himself into getting rid of her see what i'm saying when you angry you can talk yourself just into anything and you can talk yourself out of about anything so so he talked himself into this he got he, he his buddies told him go ahead man because if you don't get her in check come on Y'all read the story, didn't you? Am I telling the truth? They said if you don't get her in check, all the wives are going to be running around and no woman is going to obey what her husband tells her to do. So I suggest you get this decree, you write this decree that you banish her and then everybody else will learn that lesson. And so he talked himself into following their foolish advice. He listened to his own negative self-talk. But notice what happens in Esther chapter 2 verse 1. But after Xerxes, Xerxes anger had subsided. Y'all read that for yourself. After his anger had subsided, he began thinking about Vasti. I can only imagine what he was thinking. He began thinking about Vashti and, and what he had done and the decree that he had made. But the problem is his de decree was irrevocable. He said, a hint to the wise is sufficient. Be careful. We must be careful about what we say to ourselves when we are angry. 
Elijah the prophet told Naaman that in order to be healed, he sent the message to tell Naaman he had to wash himself, meaning dip himself seven times in the Jordan. He would be healed. But Naaman felt like Elijah could have, should have come out to meet him, stand and call on the name of his God and heal him. So in verse 12, Naaman full of himself in anger and got angry at God, Elijah, and the whole process, he went away in a rage. Now, first he's furious. Uh -huh. Now he's in a rage, what me, which means that he about ready to hurt somebody. But see, it's one thing to be furious, but when that thing elevates to another, now he's in rage. Right, that right, means right. he's about to hurt. He can do some damage if anybody got in his way. He's in, a, he's in a rage. Now, he is full of himself. He's angry. He's in a rage. He goes away because of this negative self-talk. He's not a humble man. He's arrogant and prideful. Here's the lesson. We need to humble ourselves. Makes no difference what our position may be, what we have, our degrees. We need to humble ourselves. Humble is the way. Pride comes before fall. Humble. Humble yourself. In the eyes of God, and He will exalt you in due time. Naaman needed to humble himself. Number two, Naaman needed to heed wise counsel. Verse 13 says, And his servants came near and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? How much more then when he says to you, wash and be clean. Now, what we see at this junction is wise counsel on behalf of Naaman's servants. Watch the text carefully. Naaman needed to heed wise counsel. And what we see is wise counsel on behalf of his servants. These counselors are looking at the situation objectively. Right, right, right. They're looking at it ob objectively. They are not blinded by pride and arrogance and conceit and emotion. Right. You see, you see, Naaman is emotionally off the chart. He's been hurt. He felt like he's been disrespected. But now what he needs is wise counsel. These counselors are not operating off of emotions. Yeah, they are. They've been watching. See, they've been watching. They've been listening to. Uh, they've been rationally evaluating the whole ordeal. They've been watching. They see Naaman. They know Naaman. They watch him go up to the house. They see what happened. So they have been evaluating the thing. You see, these counselors helped Naaman see that it was in his best interest to do the thing God's way instead of trying to do it his way. Because obviously, Naaman, your way ain't working. 
many of us have been doing, trying to do stuff our way? It ain't working. The more we try to climb, the further we fall down. It ain't working. Naaman had to understand that he needed to do things God's way. He needed, what he needed was counseling. Now, one of the best things we can do is learn to accept wise counseling. That's one of the best things we can do in life is to learn to accept wise counseling. Not just from anybody. But wise counseling from competent counselors. And when I say competent counselors, I'm talking about getting Bible-based counseling from people who have wisdom, who have knowledge, who have understanding, and who have experience, and they also have a proven track record of success in their own lives. That's competent counseling. These counselors cared about Naaman. They were competent and they were in a position to help him. They had their best interest at hand. Now there's some people you go to for counseling. They don't have your best interest in hand. Don't fool yourself. Y'all been reading your Bible, you know, you know, you know, when Saul uh, was king of unified Israel, David was king of unified Israel, his son Solomon was king of unified Israel, but then when Solomon died, his young son, Rehoboam, came on the scene. So Rehoboam talked to the elders in the city, and the elders said, now listen, if you treat us right, if you work with us, if you hear what we have to say, then we will follow you and work with you. But if you don't, we won't. So what does Railbone do? This is interesting, y'all. You know the story. Railbone calls in his young buddies. Now, they don't have no more sense than Railbone had. They don't have any more sense than Railbone. They, they don't have no experience. Come on, Pastor. They what we used to call in the military, Deacon Williams, Pastor Stevens. So Stevens, y'all in the military, they were what we call barrack lawyers. <laughs> barrack lawyers. You know, guys, they get in trouble in the command, and instead of going to the area defense counselor who has been to law school, who has all of the credentials and has the experience, they're up in the dormitory talking to their friends. Come on, Pastor. And so that's Rehoboam. He talking to his friend. They don't have no experience. They don't know what they're doing. You know what they told him? What they tell Man, you go back and tell them that my little finger is thicker than my father's waist. And if you think my father treated you rough, I, he ain't, my father doesn't compare to me. And the kingdom split. Be careful about where you take counseling. Make sure you take competent, qualified, capable counseling from somebody with experience and they have a proven track record that what they're telling you is working in their own lives. Here's a think test.
question, just something to think about. Why would I, you can say this to yourself, why would I take financial counseling from somebody who is always broke? Come on, Pastor. Always broke. They ain't got nothing themselves. Badly making it from payday to payday, and yet they want to counsel you about how you ought to spend your money and what you ought to do. All right, Pastor. That's good. That's good. Amen. Here's another think. Think question. Think test question. Why would I take marriage counseling? From somebody who's not faithful and committed in their own marriage. Why, why, would, I, why would I do that? That makes no, that makes no sense, right? Amen. I mean, they're not handling their own business, but they're all up in your business. Well, you know, if it was my situation, I would do this, do that. I, I just, no. Just think about the thing. Here's another think question. Why would I take career counseling from someone who doesn't have a job? And when they do get a job, they can't keep a job. Joker's moving every five, six months, place to place, and yet they want to tell you what you ought to do on your job. Well, I got this issue on my mind. Let me tell you what you ought to do. I mean, right? It makes no sense. We had a lady in our church, bless her heart. And she's not on, but she completed about a year ago, almost a year ago, 40 years on her job. She drove 50 miles one way. On her job. If I want to talk to somebody about stickability, Come on now. if I want to talk to somebody about endurance, Come on. if I want to talk to somebody about dealing with difficult supervisors and co workers, she's the one that I want to talk to. Amen. Amen. Mother Speed, bless her heart. We all love Mother Speed. And education. Many, many years, got a building named after her in Lakeland. If you in education, come on. Why would you talk to somebody about your career? They flopping and floundering, can't get along. No, I'm gonna talk to somebody who has been there, has a proven track record, and even has a building name after them to prove their value to the education system and to our society. Hey. Can I can I put one more in here? Because here is the granddaddy of them all. Now this gets me. Because I you know I've been preaching now almost 46 years. You know, been in pastoral work. Now even at this church going on 25 years, and this still gets me. This is granddad of them all. Why would I take counseling concerning my Christian journey from somebody who doesn't even read their Bible on a regular basis? 
not only that, they're not faithful in giving up their time, talents, or treasures to the church. And yet, show up. I think they ought to do this. Every once in a while, show up. Church grappling with counselors, the team grappling with complex issues. And sometimes folk complain about I don't think it ought to do it that way. You check the financial record. <laughs> I don't do it, but I'm sure of it. A lot of times they hadn't given a dollar towards any of the ministries, basically, of the church. Yet at all, all of these opinions and ideas, and yet people will lend a listening ear. Now to Naaman's credit, y'all, he humbled himself. And he yielded to advisors who gave him wise counsel and he was a better man for it. I'm trying to tell you, when we accept wise counsel from capable, competent, caring people, we will be much better off. It still kind of amazes me. I mean, I, I, you know, y'all know I don't, I, don't, I don't watch television. I mean, that's a personal thing. I've never pushed that on anybody else. That's my spiritual discipline. But I read a lot, and people will send me texts, and they'll send me information, little clips and things to read and watch. Even my daughter in South Carolina will send me a clip to read and watch. And it's still amazing to me that people will flock to churches. Pastors got children all over town. Robbing folk of their money, doing all kind of hocus pocus nonsense, and people jumping and shouting and yelling and screaming and taking foolish counseling. No wonder so many lives are messed up. We need to be careful about who we allow to influence our minds because whoever influences our minds influences our behavior. Yeah. It's real. Whatever influences that mind influences the behavior. If the Holy Spirit is influencing my mind, if the Word of God is influencing my mind, it's going to influence my behavior. I'm going to act better, be better, and be better to get along with. Third and finally today, Naaman needed to help himself. Naaman needed. Here's, here's something. I just thought about this term last week. There's so much Tinkerbell religion going on today till it's not even funny. Y'all remember Tinkerbell, don't you? Tinkerbell was this fictitious Walt Disney. Matter, uh, matter of fact, the unofficial mascot for Disney is Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell had a wand. And, and Tinkerbell could touch and make things with her wand and, and fix things with her wand, with her magic wand. Now, the thing about Tinkerbell is the thing she was fixing people, th- fi- fixing for, the people she was fixing things for didn't have to do anything. That's called Tinkerbell. And Tinkerbell wand. You can be lazy called Tinkerbell. You don't have to put no effort into the thing. Call 
Tinkerbell. Tinkerbell religion. You ain't got to do nothing. Your blessing is floating around in the atmosphere. Just jump up and grab it. You ain't got to do nothing. Tinkerbell. Y'all watch it. Tinkerbell religion. Tinkerbell theology. But I'm telling you, there's a lesson in this. Naaman needed to help himself. Let's watch the text. I'm about done. Verse 14 says, so he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan according to the saying of the man of God. Naaman helped himself. And when he did, the Bible says his flesh was restored as of a little child and he was clean. I mean, I got to give him credit. He, he, he made an effort to leave Syria and go to Israel in the first place. Right. That ain't no jump up and grab it. That's getting ready. That's getting dressed. That's going to the place where you can get the help that you need. Then when he gets there, he helps himself by obeying the man of God, doing what he was told, and he got blessed. Yes. You, see, you see, Naaman had a miracle in store. I, I love this, y'all. Naaman had a miracle in store. His miracle, don't miss this, was a gift from God. His miracle. What, what, what was, he wanted to be healed. But his healing was a gift from God. It was in store. He hadn't gotten it yet. It was in store for him to get. Are y'all tracking with me? Well, let me make it a little bit plainer. Naaman had a miracle in store. His miracle was a gift from God, but he needed to unwrap the package. All right, let me go a little deeper with this. He needed to participate in the process. He needed to participate. All right, he needed to help himself by going to the Jordan River and dipping himself just as the man of God who spoke the word of God told him to do. Right, right, right. You see, God had done his part. When I was in high school, I wanted a car so bad. But I know my granddaddy, I mean, he, did, he didn't have any. He wasn't thinking to spend his money buying me no car. Grandmama worked. For $10, $20 a week plus bus fare. She rode the bus to work. So the people she worked for would give her a bus fare. A bus token was $0.10. Cent. $0.10. Cent. She couldn't do it. My biological father couldn't do it. He had messed up his finances and was barely making it himself. He couldn't do it. So I wanted this car. And, and, and so one of the jobs that I could get where I could make enough money was to work on the garbage truck for the city sanitation department. I went out there the first day, y'all. I tell you, it felt like I was going to die. <laughs> and the reason it felt like I was going to die was because in high school, 11th grade, I wore 116 pounds soaked and wet. I went up in the backyards with my little garbage buggy, I picked up God. I saw stuff I never imagined. <laughs> Creepy. 
despicable little little stuff in those cans and around those cans, picked up beer cans and got bitten by ants. Next day, I went back to work thinking, God, how am I going to make it? And the, and the man must have had mercy on me because he gave him a little scooter to drive. And, 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 and you know, y'all, I stayed on that job. My friends called me G-Man. You know, you, you don't want to be, you don't want to be out on a date. And you run into some of the homeboys. You got your girl, hey, G-Man. Yo, man, come on, show some respect. But at the end of the summer, I went down to the car lot. My grandma, my grandma, 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 grandma said, "Boy, I'm, you saved your money. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give you something. I can't pay for the whole car, but I'm gonna give you something." I went down to the car lot. I saw a 65 Mustang, bucket seats, chrome rims, and I said, I want that one. And when I drove back to school on that first day, senior year, hey, can I get a ride? <laughs> All of the words talking about G Man, they walking, I'm right. All I'm trying to tell you is participate in the process and won't he do it? Won't he bless you? Won't he help you? Won't he turn things around? Won't he provide for you? You might be calling me G-Man today. I remember the start to say, lead in, in the seat, driving in the seat with a gangster lead. All right, let me let me wrap this up. We, let me wrap this up. Let me wrap this up. Let me wrap this up. Let me wrap it up. God did his part. Now had Naaman dipped out of the process. And y'all is faith. A lot of folks are just late. They just dip out of the process. They don't want to stay with the thing. They don't want to stay with the struggle. A little bit of hard time. I don't want to do that. That ain't what I signed up for. No, name a stay with the process. Had he stepped out. Had he stepped out. Had he dipped out of the process. Instead of dipping into the Jordan, he would have missed his miracle. Here's the checkup. 
Sometimes we ask God for blessings. But are we willing to help ourselves? Just some checkup. For example, if I want a financial blessing, am I willing to be responsible in my spending? I know what you hear. I know you hear people say, you know, you, you want a financial blessing. It's in the atmosphere. Go ahead and reach up and get it. You know, just, just wait around and you're going to go to your mailbox one day and, and your rich uncle done died and then left you, some, left you a bunch of money. No, I'm going to tell you more often it works like this. If you want a financial blessing, you got to be financially responsible. Am I willing to seek sound financial counseling to help me eliminate debt and live by a realistic budget? Or do I want to just keep up with other folk do what they do? I want to drive what they do. Well, they might be able to afford that. So the picket always talk about obtaining and maintaining. Folk obtaining stuff, but they can't maintain it. Now, now, y'all, I got a Cadillac that's out there now. I didn't buy it. My son and daughter-in-law, they, they gave it to us. All right? And so the thing started acting up. Beautiful vehicle. So I took it to the shop. Guy had been working on my shop. I took it down there. I can't find nothing wrong with your car. Okay, fine. It's working now. I bring it home. The thing break again. Same thing. I take it down there. He let it sit on the lot for two weeks. I can't find nothing wrong. I said, enough of this. I took it to the Cadillac dealer. I'm talking about obtaining and maintaining. So I, I, I walk up in there and I, I say to the lady, I said, now listen, this is what's going on with my car. But my mechanic is telling me he can't find nothing. He can't find nothing. <laughs> nothing. You know, she looked at me and said, she said, he wasn't going to find it. He said, Brother Joseph, must be, he said, she said, he, he, he wasn't. In fact, she said, he couldn't find it. She said, because we have the computers. And all our technician has to do is plug the vehicle into the computer and the computer will tell them what's wrong with the car and, and, and they'll fix. And you know what? That same day, Mr. Pickett, your car is ready. But I had to pay. See, so the point that I'm making is, you know, you know, you drive what you can afford to drive. And even if you can afford to drive something, you, you drive wisely. When I'm up here at the church, most of the time, I'm in my 2002 Toyota Camry or the 2003 Toyota Camry. You know, Am I willing to stop trying to live at a level that I can't conform, can, can, uh, uh, afford? You know, that's, that's where your financial blessing is. It's right there. You want to get blessed? It's right there. I found that out. It's right there. Linnell Jr.'s wife, Yoko's mother, 
told her, Yoko told us this, she said, my mama said, my mama said, if you make a million dollars and you spend a million and one dollars, you broke. Here's another one. I'm just about done, y'all. I promise. If I want better health, am I willing to eat better? I ain't talking about you want to, you want to get cured, you know, just jump up in the air, get wave your hand. No, if you want to get better, make better choices. Am I eating better? Am I exercising? Am I getting more rest? The choices. One time I was sharing with an individual. Well, let me let me tell this illustration. I, w- I went to the doctor once. Doc said, "Well, your your cholesterol is high. I can put you on this this medicine." No, I'm not trying to do no medicine right now. I'm gonna exercise first. If I can't get it down, then we can talk about this. I went th- went and my cholesterol went from like 210 down to 150. I got my blessing because I participated in the process. God is saying, if you want the blessing, participate. Here's another one. If I want a better paying job, better working condition, am I willing to go back to school, burn the midnight oil studying, and qualify myself for a promotion or a higher level job or is sitting around all afternoon, all evening, all my free time, all night watching TV more important? If it is, don't blame God because you did not unwrap your gift. The gift is already there. The blessing is already there. God wants us to help ourselves. Yeah. Here's the last one, y'all. If I want less stress, less drama, less headaches and heartaches, am I willing to handle my own business and stay out of other folk business? Am I, willing to, am, am I willing to spend less time with the nonsense, the foolishness of certain television programs and internet? I was just listening to a radio program just a couple weeks ago. I, this lady, she, she, she made a, a statement, a corner. I never heard. Some of y'all made it. She said, some people just doom surf. So <laughs> Turner, you ever heard of that? You heard it, Saturna Smart. I know she probably <laughs> doom searching. You know, you know what doom searching is? Just on the internet for hours and hours and hours looking for doom style stories. You know, reading all about what's his name? Merkel and Prince and what's his name? Prince Harry and Mer- all of that drama. Just surfing in there. You see, truth be told, God has already done his part. Amen. <laughs> In a lot, he's already done it. He's already fixed things. He's already worked things out. 
What we need now, like Naaman, is to do our part and participate in the process. In my younger days, Sister Pickett and I would stay up late watching Law and Order. You know, I'm watching all this stuff on TV, all this drama. Then I go to bed late at night. You know, I can't sleep. I'm tossing, turning, jumping and carrying on. Got to get up early in the morning and go to work. But you know what happened? When I stopped doing that, when I got down, I got a good night sleep. All right, in closing, the greatest example of this point is Jesus suffering and bleeding and dying on that cross to save us from sin. You want a miracle? You got one. And so now what we have to do, if we haven't already done it, is to accept him as Lord and Savior. And if we have, then our part is to live for him. Stay in his will. And if we live for Jesus, stay in his will, every blessing he has in store for us will unfold at the proper time. God has for me is for me. But I got to stay. I got to do my part. I got to stay in his will to do it. Yo, I was in school. You know, I don't know why these songs keep coming up in my mind. But there was a song where the guy was talking about stay in my corner. And one, of, and one of my schoolmates, my neighbor Donnie X Manga, I don't know where Donnie is. He 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 would always he came to school. He said, "Did you hear how long they hurt held that note? Stay. They, he held that note for twenty. Stay in my corner. Well, more importantly, if we want our blessings, we got to stay in the will of God. If there's someone here today and you've never received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, I want to tell you the greatest miracle has already happened. Jesus suffered and bled and died to save you from sin. If you've never received him today, we're going to give you an invitation to do that right now. And if you're listening to us by internet, by phone, you can do the same thing. And then if you want, if you receive Jesus Christ, if you say yes to him, Lord, I want you to save me. Then I want you to connect with a Bible-believing church. Now, we at Good Hope, we love what God is doing with us here. But this is definitely not the only church. All right? So if there's another church someplace else where you feel like you can grow in your faith or if you're out of town, you're not with us, we encourage you to go to a Bible-believing church somewhere. Get connected so you can do your part. Father, we thank you today for showing us what Naaman needed. Because in Naaman needs, we see our own needs. We need to humble ourselves. We need to seek wise counsel from your word and from people who are in your word. And then we need to help ourselves by obeying you. Thank you for this beautiful day. Now may the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord always be gracious unto you. And may he grant you his peace in Jesus' name.
I'm working on it. It's a lot of work. Hey, 